Thanks for downloading and listening to today's podcast. This is the audio version of All Over the Road New Orleans live podcast on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can watch and follow All Over the Road New Orleans on Facebook at facebook.com slash road. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Though his mind is not for them, don't put him down as arrogant. His reserve of quiet defense, writing out the day's events. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's not the right song. Oh, that's a good song, though. Man, you're pushing it big time. Today. Yeah, where is Victor, anyways? He's not here. I don't know. I think people are declaring their business is open, and as a small business owner, I think he had some work to do today. <laughs> so, he didn't even tell me he wasn't going to be here today, but that's okay. The show let goes me know on. About an hour ago, so. Yeah, the yeah, show marches on. Much, um, just don't make this a regular thing here, uh, Mr. Vic. You know, it's his show. It's his show. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Ted here, Vic there, and Vic somewhere, and Nick on the other half of the screen. Good to at be with you on this May 1st. Yeah, you're at the main control board, so you're going to be uh, hitting the buttons and all that today. All right, so we got a couple guests that we've been promoting. Going to talk to uh, Representative Richard Nelson from St. Tammany Parish, and then after that, Connie Zimmerman. She's actually a Kenner residence, one of the organizers for a rally that is taking place tomorrow at the uh, state capitol in Baton Rouge. Uh, one of the organizers with a group called Reopen LA, Reopen Louisiana. But uh, let's bring on Representative Nelson first, see how he's doing today, and um, bring him up. There he is. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Doing well. Well, it's good to see you. Uh, thanks for being on with us today. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. You were telling us just before we went on that um, you've just actually started uh, in the role of uh, state representative in St. Tammany. What is the district? 89? Is that right? Yeah, 89. So it's basically Mandeville. Um, it's okay. uh, basically from the Trafunta River to Fountain Blue State Park south of Interstate 12. So if you're in Mandeville, yeah. you're pretty much in my district. Okay. So you're kind of new to the role of state representative and, and here you are in the middle of all this mess. Yeah, no, it's a trial by fire. So, I mean, I, I guess so. Uh, you know, luckily Louisiana, I mean, unfortunately Louisiana had a lot of problems to begin with before we had COVID-19 and that was why I got involved. And so I think the COVID-19 yeah. stuff is just makes it even worse. So, you know, it's a, I guess it's, you know, someone's got to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So what were you doing before we became the state representative? Um, so I, I, I've done a lot of stuff, unfortunately, or fortunately, I was a, um, so I'm an attorney, I'm an engineer. I spent uh, seven years in the Foreign Service at the State Department, uh, moved all yeah. around the world for a while, uh, came back, and I've basically been doing kind of project consulting work for the last, uh, what is it, two or three years since I've been back. So right. a bunch of different kinds of, you know, construction, uh, healthcare, IT project kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you, uh, you're elected to the state representative there, like you said, serving, uh, St. Tammany parish, uh, areas of Covington, Mandeville, and is it Madisonville as well, right? Yeah. Madisonville, um, on this side, on the, what is that? The, the uh, east side of the river basically. Okay. So obviously, um, you got a bit of a conflict going on here with, um, 
uh, Governor Edwards at this time, not just you, but a group of Republican uh, representatives such as yourself. And um, since uh, the governor extended the stay at home order through May 15th now, um, you're not happy with that, as are um, not a a lot of uh, Louisiana residents. So yes. what's the latest with that? Now, I understand there is a petition. Has it been filed yet, or where do we stand with that? And that is, to, re- I guess, to reverse the order? Yeah, so basically um, the law that grants the governor the power to have the, to you know call, create an emergency order, it has a clause mm-hmm. in it that allows the 53 uh, members, or basically a majority of either the, the House of Representatives or the Senate, a majority of the surviving members can sign a mm-hmm. petition to basically terminate the order. Um, and that's what we're, that's really what we're working for. And it's not, it's definitely not an ideal solution. Like we didn't want that. What we all, what everybody wanted was just for the governor to implement phase one on May 1st, like he said he was going to do. Um, we really, we meet the criteria. If you look at all the criteria, if you actually follow what it says, we actually meet those criteria. So, um, he basically told the leadership in the house of representatives in the Senate, uh, you know, up until the moment, you know, up until five minutes before his press conference on Monday, we were all on, under the opinion that he was on board with opening everything on, on uh, today, you know, on May 1st. Today, May and, 1st, yeah. Yeah, he had told everybody that. I mean, he had told the public that. I mean, if you look through like his Facebook feed, everything that he put up was, you know, five more days, 10 more days of the stay at home order, you know, to, hang in there, guys. It's got five more days. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out at the last moment and said, hey, by the way, we're going to extend it two weeks. Um, and, you know, my biggest criticism of him, I think, this whole time, I, I wrote an op-ed in the uh, the Advocate, you know, weeks ago. Uh, I don't even know, two, two or three weeks ago. And it was criticizing him not having a plan. And I've been pushing him privately, you know, behind the scenes to get it to have a plan. I mean, like, I, I really just don't think that you can do you can't keep four four point seven million people locked down without a plan. I, don't, I just think that's irresponsible. And so I've been right. pushing him the whole time. Um, I've been pushing him the whole time to say, Hey, look, figure out what you're going to do and then let people know what it is. You know, it's not that crazy of an idea. Um, so and at the end of the day, he never has that. He doesn't have that now. I mean, I basically, I think on Monday morning, probably, or maybe Sunday afternoon, he decided he was going to keep things locked down. And that's not a way to run the state. That's not a way to make really good decisions. It's not this kind of last minute, Hey, let's just, let's just punt it for another week, another two weeks. Um, and that seems to be what he's doing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's an easy answer. You know, it's an easy answer if you don't know what to do to just say, let's keep it locked down. But that's because he's not paying the price for it. You know, his business isn't going to go under. His family still gets paid. You know, his his paycheck still comes in and he yeah. can tell everybody else, hey, guys, just hang in there another two weeks. You know, like it's uh, my wife got really upset when he came in and he said, hey, guys, you know, really, you're just, you know, with all the schools closed, it just gives the parents an opportunity to be more involved in their kids education. And, you know, mm. of course, he's not locked up with three kids uh, in his yeah. house trying to work and doing all this stuff. So he doesn't have to worry about that. And, you know, people always ask me, they're like, well, you know, I wonder if the governor is still getting his haircut over the last two months or if it's just been us that hasn't been able to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the situation. I think there's just kind of a disconnect in one, him not having a plan. And then two, just what the people of Louisiana really feel like, because in reality, the governor is pretty removed from what the people really think. And really, the legislature is is the voice, especially the House of Representatives. They're really the voice of the people. And I can tell you, like the people that call me, they are not calling me telling me, oh, thank thank the governor for keeping us locked down and making sure that I can't leave my house if I want to. And I can't go to my church and I can't, you know, run my business. I mean, nobody calls me saying that. They all call me saying, hey, I'm, you know, I don't know how I'm going to make my mortgage payments. I don't know how I'm going to pay for my employees. I don't know how this is going to happen. Right. And um, that's just. 
Uh, I think the governor's just kind of disconnected from that. And all he sees is these little dashboards that the Department of Health puts up. And at the end of the day, he really has no long term plan to manage that anyway. I mean, at the end of the day, the whole flatten the curve concept was that you're just spreading the you're spreading the infection out over time so that you don't overwhelm the healthcare system, which is a perfectly legitimate goal. And that was, uh, you know, everybody was on board with that. I, I you know nobody really argued against that. But yeah. now that you flatten the curve and you're saying, well, now you're just trying to eliminate all COVID infections, which isn't going to happen. He doesn't have a plan to do that. He doesn't acknowledge that that's going to happen. I think even in his, uh, you know, his, his lawyer kind of wrote a response to my, you know, kind of my Facebook social media posts. And he even said, hey, you know, 10,000 people got this during mm-hmm. the state current stay at home order. And any one of those people could go and infect the entire state again. And if so, if you're going to admit that, then why do you even have this order? What is the justification for maintaining it now that we have the healthcare system that can handle it and everything else? Um, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. And I don't think it's really thought through. I think it's just kind of a spur of the moment. Like we don't really know what to do. So we're just going to keep, you know, keep kneeling it. So you, so you think if um, he was leading um, people to, be, to believe that at, at May 1st today, things would change and at least start to reopen. And then that didn't happen. You think that just uh, it didn't happen because he didn't have another, a plan in place? Or do you think that was his, uh, was his plan in his mind the whole time was to extend it? Which he did. Um, yeah, I, you know, I I thought the whole time. I never thought that he was actually going to open it on May first. I told all my colleagues they were kind of, you know, uh, there was originally a, a you know kind of a petition movement to try and say, hey, let's overturn his order. And then we all said, well, mm-hmm. we all kind of agree on waiting till May first. And uh, yeah. the governor told us the whole time we didn't really move forward with it seriously, just because the governor told us the whole time that May first was going to be his date. Like it's going to happen on May first. You know, that's what we're aiming for. We're all going to do it. And, uh, you know, just me watching him and what he said, I mean, I've, I've been lied to before. So, I mean, I kind of figured I, I told a lot of my yeah. colleagues, like, hey, look, guys, he he doesn't have a serious intention of doing this. And I can read the notes from his meeting. I mean, like, you know, I've done a lot of planning. I've done a lot of planning on contingency projects, you know, around the world and stuff in dangerous places. And I was like, you can't just come up with this in the last moment. Like, you have to plan this in advance. You have to talk to people right. and figure out what to do. And so when when Friday came around and he still didn't have any kind of plan, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, he's just going to announce on Monday that he came up with a plan that nobody's ever seen before. Um, it's just unreasonable. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I think they, for, yeah, well, I was going to ask you, so where, where do we stand with the petition then? Where Where is that now? Where, I mean, what's going on? How many people are on board? How many other reps are on board with it? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the number is. I know that there's there's so there's between probably 20 and 40, I would imagine right now. Um, the big yeah. issue I think that lots of people have is they want federal fund. They're they're worried about what will happen with the federal funding if the emergency declaration yeah. gets terminated. Um, there's a lot of questions about whether or not you know future FEMA funding is in jeopardy if we lift the emergency order. I don't really think it is. I've, I'm an attorney. I researched it. Um, the the congressional delegation is kind of split on whether or not then mm-hmm. the money gets lost. I heard Steve Scalise said it would be we would risk losing some money. And uh, a lot of the people that even if they're against the order, they don't really want to jeopardize that federal money because, you know, after all, Louisiana is a poor state, which I can, you know, I, I understand that. Um, yeah, my, right. my opinion is it wouldn't jeopardize the money. And I think it's worth it anyway. But is it so the petition, if I understand, is it something that if you have enough on board that signed it, then it goes for a vote or how does that work? No, the signature is the signature is the, the petition is the method of doing it. There's no vote. There's no. Uh, any other procedure. Basically, we all just have to sign the petition. And then the governor basically is uh, mandated to repeal the um, emergency order. So that's just how it, it just functions. And it's it's designed that way, I think, because it's a like, you know, it's a contingency plan. Uh, if you're under emergency order, you don't know what's going to happen. And it's it's kind of interesting because the, the law actually says 
the majority of the surviving members, right? That's what the, that's what the law says. It's not just the majority of the members, it's the majority of the surviving members. So, yeah. Right. And then, um, he's very well, the governor is of this petition. He's well aware of it. Um, actually he said, silly is not the right word. It would be profoundly regrettable and unfortunate to a degree that I don't think sensible legislatures uh, legislators would entertain the idea. That's what he says about the whole idea of uh, the petition. Yeah. What would be what's your response to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said, mean, he, he, he would say, honestly, I believe he would say that against anybody that's trying to override him, right? He's never going to say that yeah. he thinks he's doing the right thing. And if he wasn't, he shouldn't be doing it anyway. Um, and I, I could be trying to override him on, you know, naming a naming a preschool or something like that. And he still would probably tell you that it wouldn't be sensible. So um, I, I think that the issue is that, like I said, I think he's just very disconnected from what people think. And if you read all anything he's ever said, if you watch everything, there's not one time that he said this is something the people of Louisiana support. They don't. The people of Louisiana don't support it. And I mean, that maybe maybe he doesn't think it's his job to care about what the people of Louisiana support and what they want and how they feel. Um, mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they're the ones that are bearing the costs of his decisions. And I think that should that should at least weigh into it, weigh somehow. And that's that's part of the reason why I'm fighting so hard for this is it's not because I really want the um, you know, I, I don't think that the best thing to do is to just, uh, you know, uh, have the petition erase the emergency order. Uh, but at the end right. of the day, what the governor needs to do is he needs to keep in mind the people of Louisiana are not for this. And so especially with. May, uh, you know, May 15th rolls around. He needs to think that there's serious, serious consequences if he doesn't, if he continues to delay, which he, you know, he's already triggering. I mean, I got a, a press release from him just not too long ago. And basically he said, I would love to open it on May 15th, but it's up to you if we do. And so he's already kind of setting up that he's just going to continue it beyond May 15th. So, yeah. Um, well, um, you know, well, today, of course, is May 1st and, um, I've heard of a few businesses that are, that are opening today. There's one that I know of is Callaway's. It's a uh, health club here in Baton Rouge. He opened yes. up today um, to members only, but uh, he did open up and he says they're, you know, keeping uh, social distancing uh, is going on there. Nobody's within, I guess, 10 feet of each other, but they're open today. But what's the consequences of doing that if you're a business and you opened up today? Um, so, I mean, I, I guess they can call, they, somebody can call the sheriff or the fire marshal yeah. or the police and have you shut down because you're violating the governor's order. Um, right. I, I don't, you know, to some extent, the governor might have the, you know, I don't know if you'll ever have to pay a fine or you'll ever have to, you know, suffer any real consequence of that. But, I, you know, they, they do have the authority to shut you down. So okay. that was going to be my question, whether or not they would fine you. Yeah, I mean, they might. I, I don't know if there's a fine or a penalty involved with that. I, I haven't seen it, uh, but. And I think some of the things like at church, I mean, I, you have a constitutional right yeah. to, you know, practice your religion. I, I can't imagine that yeah. that gets that can be suspended in a, even in an emergency. So I feel like a lot of the, the legal, the actual legal challenges, you know, you could probably win in court. But, you know, is every business going to really want to fight that? And also, I, you know, the real important thing here, too, is that if the governor goes on TV and tells everybody it's not safe to go back in the water, you know, people just aren't going to generally go back in the water. I mean, I think and that's that's really what he's doing. Um, so mm -hmm. even if it was even if it was lifted or even if people were ignoring it, um, this is only going to happen to some portion of the population that's going to ignore it. Lots of people are going to say, you know what, I, I'm going to be safe and I'm not going to stay home, which is, you know, reasonable. So that's why you kind of need the governor to be a leader and to tell people the truth about all these kind of things so that, you know, we can, you know, yeah, get people back in back in business when get people's uh, lives back started. And that's the issue. Um, right. A lot of these things are just going to fall apart in the future. So. 
Well, a lot of the controversy is at the at the core of it is is whether it's constitutional or not for the governor to even do that for this our governor or any governor to close down the economy, close down the state, close down businesses. Is is it or is it not? Um, so I mean, I think it, I saw so to some extent some things are constitutional. So you don't have a constitutional right to you know run a hardware store. You don't have a constitutional right for that. At the same time, like. You do have protections again, you know, for, you know, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion. You know, those kind of things are, are definite, you know, for a right to bear arms. Like those things are, are very specific in the Constitution yeah. that they, they shouldn't be able to be suspended even in, in um, even in a crisis situation. At the same time, uh, you know, so not everything, like I said, you know, a lot of the stuff that we that we value in life, like you don't have a right to go to a restaurant. Right. And so, I mean, that's something that really makes a difference to people is that they can go out and eat a restaurant, you know. Um, and those mm-hmm. are the things that really affect life. And plus, you know, how many people work in restaurants in Louisiana? How many people work in hotels? Um, all those people now are out of a job. And the longer that this goes on, I mean, the governor acts like it's two weeks, like two weeks. What difference does two weeks make? But, you know, if yeah. you've got to pay your payroll or if you got to pay your lease or if you don't know if you're going to make it, uh, two weeks is forever. Mm-hmm. You know, two weeks is forever. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, he doesn't he doesn't really consider that. So. Um, that, that's that's yeah. Honestly, I just think he's disconnected from the people and what what their problems are. And I think also is that he doesn't like I said, he doesn't have a long term plan to solve the problem anyway. Really, it's causing, in my opinion, he's causing unnecessary uh, unnecessary pain now. Really, no public health benefit because at the end of the day, the infection is going to do what it what it, what it will, and we can mitigate it to some extent. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we really need to have a long term plan. And that just doesn't exist right now. Right. Yeah, that's the whole question is what happens next time? You know, do we shut down the country for three months again, six months? Right. Like that just doesn't seem like a viable yeah, every, option. Exactly. Every two weeks. I mean, what happens on May 15th? I mean, uh, he's yeah. worried about one, you know, and the cases going up. If you open everything up on May 15th, do you think the cases are going to stay down? Exactly. And if they go up, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to shut everything back down? Or to what extent do you allow people to keep up? pointing back to the what is it Sweden or Sweden in Sweden, yeah, Sweden. Know, where they're doing the herd mentality and and uh, you know I don't know what the success rate is on it or what the rate of people getting infected of it is but the the fact that they're telling people that are infirmed or had you know highly susceptible to getting you know sick elderly people you know stay home and then everyone else you know can kind of go about business as normal so. Yeah. When, when so, will we even get a crack at doing that? Let's try. Yeah. That. So Sweden actually has half. I mean, uh, Sweden has a, about half the mortality rate of, of, of Louisiana right now. And they never enacted a state mm-hmm. at home order. And, uh, you know, the WHO just came out, I think, today or yesterday and said that this was the model for response to the coronavirus was what to do what Sweden did. And I mean, if you look back a month ago, everybody was saying, oh, Sweden's going to be overrun. Their whole system's going to collapse like they're fools. Yeah for doing this. And right. so you can see now, now everybody's switching and saying like, Oh yeah, uh, by the way, um, eventually you're going to, everybody's going to have to do it this way because it's not sustainable to keep your entire economy shut down. It just is not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been saying that the same, about, you know, I, I basically wrote the governor plan on May, tw- uh, March 24th. And I told him, I was like, really our goal should be to open everything on April 13th and we should expand the healthcare system or as much as we can. I think we should raise, you know, increase testing as best as we can. And we should aim to open everything April 13th. Um, because at the end of the day, we're gonna have to manage this for the long term, and that's what we need to look look for. Yeah. Well, what's the time frame with the petition before we let you go? So, do you have a time where you have to get enough signatures, or what? How does that work? So, as long, I mean, basically, as long if you ever get, you know, if you can get to fifty three signatures, then you can override it that that moment. You know, so you just turn, you can deliver it and you override it that moment. Uh, I don't know what yeah. the time frame the people in there and there everybody has their own mind and what they're gonna see happen. 
Um, yeah. uh, I know I've already signed it. So, I mean, they, they got my signature on there already. I know they got a couple other people yeah. that definitely have already signed it. I think some of them are waiting. They're waiting to get, we uh, asked an advisory opinion from FEMA and we're waiting to see how what FEMA comes back and says about that funding issue. And I think if that funding issue goes, you know, goes our way where we don't really jeopardize some of that federal funding, more people will be on board with overturning it, I think. So um, you just, well, you got to stay tuned. And, I, you know, at the end of the day, too, it's like I said, it's not just about the, you know, petition actually overriding it, but it's to put pressure on the governor to do the right thing moving forward. And I think that's what we need to do. All right. Well, um, just ask that you keep us up to date with that. Yeah. And um, we'll keep an eye on it and uh, keep our fingers crossed. It's, uh, you know, you get enough signatures and you can move forward with that. Yeah, write your write your representative. They can change the world, too. OK. And yeah. then is that, that how is that how we do that? We go ahead and submit something to our representative. Yeah, you can go online the, on the House website. There's a um, or a, on the, the legislative website. You can see who's your senator, who's your representative. And every one of them. So, you know, you, you tell them, hey, I support this petition to, to override the governor's emergency order. Yeah. And if you can, you know, to some extent, they should listen to their constituents. And if they do, uh, they get enough of those. And maybe they'll think, you know, that's this is a serious option that we really need to consider in order to uh, okay. you know, get Louisiana back to work and back online. Yeah, that's good to hear. OK. All right. Sounds good. Well, um, you, can, uh, you can follow uh, Representative Richard Nelson on Facebook. That's where I found you on yeah. Facebook. He serves uh, the 89th district there, St. Tammany Parish, uh, Covington, Mandeville, areas of uh, Madisonville. And uh, once again, thanks for being with us today on All Over the Road, New Orleans. No problem. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. All right. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Rich. Danny Schneider, what's he doing? He's checking in. He said he, to, he had a question to ask, so we're going to check in with him. Danny Schneider, the Danny Schneider? I can't unmute him. It won't let me unmute him. Danny there, Schneider. Danny that, that's the pharmacist, Danny Schneider. You got to unmute your microphone if you can hear me there. There, Danny. Dan, the pharmacist Schneider. Because we have another Danny. guest. She's in. Right. Uh, we'll bounce back to Danny. This is Connie Zimmerman. Go ahead and introduce Connie. Yeah. All right, Connie. Let's bring Connie on. Hey, Connie. Hello. This is Connie. How are you, Connie? I will be doing a lot better when the shutdown is shut down. <laughs> I can say that. Shut down the shutdown. Exactly. Exactly right. So you've been listening to uh, our conversation with the representative from St. Tammany, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, Connie is uh, involved with the rally that's going on tomorrow, which is going to be taking place at noon. And uh, Connie Zimmerman, she's uh, actually a resident of Kenner, Louisiana, right? And uh, let's see, what else? You are a seven-year member of the Constitution Boot Camp, which is a Constitution study group. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do there in Kenner. All right. Well, how did you get involved? <laughs> yeah. How did you get involved with the um, with the rally, with the people who were uh, organizing the rally? How did that all come about? Uh, well, I, I am one of the people that's actually been outraged about the shutdown from day one. Uh, yeah. Even when the rumor was is that this was a deadly virus that was going to kill two million people um, mm-hmm. uh, through the grapevine, my grapevine, uh, yeah. I did not have that same fear as, uh, as apparently a lot of other people did. And, um, and I just could not believe when they started talking about 
shutting down. When they talked about social distancing, when President Trump said, okay, so the experts are telling us that we should um, stay six feet apart from each other and, uh, 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 you know, don't kiss and hug your your grandparents or your uh, your uh, people with immune problems and frail people, um, mm-hmm. you know that I said, okay, this makes sense because this is kind of what we do anyway. We naturally do that when someone has a flu or a cold or something like that. Uh, kind of common then, sense, right? Common, exactly right. That yeah. that humans have been doing for thousands and thousands of years, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then all of a sudden they started talking about the shutdown, closing businesses. And I, it was surreal. It's twilight zone. Right. And, um, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, what's going on? And as a person who studies the constitution, (laughs) this is absolutely not what the founding fathers had in mind. And, uh, and as they say, someone sent around on uh, social media, uh, that at the time of the founding of this country and the writing of the constitution, there were plagues, there were flus, there was smallpox, there was all of these things and no place in there did they say, all of mm-hmm. these rights are here unless there's a flu. You know, our, our constitution and our country is made to run despite all of those things. So, yeah. um, so I was just, I couldn't believe it. I'm still in shock. My adrenaline's been on like a hundred uh, for like the last two months. And yeah. uh, so that's what made me get involved. So I, I started, I saw something. Um, oh no, I know what it was. Uh, a local real estate agent in, uh, in the New Orleans area, Mikey Bowler, um, he was posting, we were posting back and forth on someone's post. And, uh, and he said, we need to go to the Capitol. And then someone else said, yeah, let's do it. And I said, I'm in. And then that started it. And it was, you know, then it just kind of snowballed from there. And then we found out that there's somebody else simultaneously had created a Facebook group called Reopen Louisiana. And so then it, it, it picked up from that point. Well, let me ask you the same question. I asked the representative, since you're a um, student of the constitution, does the governor even have the constitutional authority to do what he's done? No, shut things down. You <laughs> he say no? does not. I mean, this is like this is uh, this is crazy. Uh, and of course, even quarantining someone is questionable. The sick person quarantining the sick person has to be done with utmost care and respect for the Bill of Rights. But yeah. quarantining an entire state and shutting down businesses ruining people's livelihoods. There's that is the most unconstitutional thing that I've ever even heard of. And it's, mm-hmm. um, and I don't understand it. And honestly, I'll say it's almost as though w- what representative Nelson was saying is that mm-hmm. it felt like the governor doesn't have a plan. To me, it feels like the governor is taking orders from someone else. Mm-hmm. And that really bothers me too, <laughs> as, a, as a citizen of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know whether you can track someone else's Amazon order? Google's cutting in our conversation. Hey, Google, oh. be quiet. Where is that? That's at your Stop. house? That's yeah. Not- Teddy, oh, you got um, a man listening to you. <laughs> I mentioned I mentioned also that there's a business that is, it's been in the news here in Baton Rouge uh, that opened today, and there's probably some others that I just haven't heard about, uh, Callaway's Health Club. Do you know of any others that uh, decided to open up today no, in because- defiance of the order? Many. No? There might be some, I don't know of them, but people are frightened, frightened to death. They don't know what to do. Um, people are, in, in things that I'm reading, 
because um, everyone's saying, just open, just open your business. And people are yeah. like hairdressers and things like that. They're like, yeah. what if we lose our license? Um, you know, it's like when the government has the control over you the way they do, which is right. un- unconstitutional as well. <laughs> but that's yeah. why that's why this kind of um, this control is never good, because they can really keep us under their thumb. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's really bad. So I admire uh, the health club for opening up. Uh, that's specifically yeah. on the list of businesses that are prohibited from opening up. I hope right. that there's people there um, to, to support him or, or mm-hmm. her. I don't know who the owner, uh, but um, well, they said, yeah, the owner, he said in an interview, he said they had about 40 people come to, really? the, come to work out today when they opened up. Well, that's I'm glad. Yeah, this is yeah. just this is surreal and it's uh, unprecedented. The words that keep going around are surreal and unprecedented and it's because it's true. In the United States of America, this should never ever happen. And especially mm-hmm. we're in New, in Louisiana, it's bad. In Maine, in Michigan, in California, oh my goodness. It's yeah. um it's atrocities that are happening. It is tyranny. You know, it is tyranny. Yeah. And what upsets people a lot is the fact that churches are closed down as well, where uh, liquor stores are open at this time in Louisiana and other states as well. And I guess Attorney General uh, Jeff Landry mentioned it to uh, Governor Edwards just two days ago, mm-hmm. asked him to open up churches. And he said, no, we're not even going to talk about that right now. I wouldn't even entertain the thought of it. Well, today there is a, mm-hmm. uh, a directive that came out and I haven't read it yet, but supposedly it's opening churches in some oh, okay. way. Suppo- that oh. just today, just like this afternoon, I think is when it came out, uh, which and I'm very grateful to Jeff Landry for, for pushing that issue. Yeah, he did. And I guess there's, there's also three parishes. Is it West, West Feliciana, um, LaSalle parish. Uh, and I, I can't remember the other one that are actually going against what the governor's said about extending the uh, shutdown and are going to start opening things up in their parish. I heard that, but so, then I heard one of the three backed out. <laughs> oh, really? Out of those? Yeah, <laughs> at least, but two of yeah. them, I think, still are going to do it. Yeah. So I guess the question is that I asked, I asked uh, Representative Nelson, too, about losing uh, government funds and aid and all this, if you, you know, go against it, if the whole state, you know, if the governor, if governor Edwards doesn't go along with, you know, um, so I guess that it's not real clear whether that's the case or not. Will you lose federal aid if you open up sooner? But my position is, is forget the Mm -hmm. federal aid. What is the most important thing? The most important job of any elected official is protecting the liberty of every single citizen of Louisiana. The liberty. Without the liberty, we can't do anything. So, um, but who has the final say? Because the uh, mayor Cantrell of New Orleans all, has already extended it prior to. Governor Edwards a couple days ago saying May 15th is a, you know, the date now. Um, so it is, you know, who's, who has the final say there? Right. Well, according to the governor, what, what I heard him say was, is that parishes and cities can be stricter, but they mm-hmm. can't be looser. So those two parishes that are going to open are really breaking his rules. 
what the mayor of New Orleans is doing, according to the governor, is perfectly fine. I feel okay. such tremendous empathy for the people of New Orleans. I have friends who are musicians. Uh, I, I know people who own uh, clubs, restaurants, things like that. What the mayor has done has basically put the fear of dying into everyone. So the conventions, um, conferences, anything that's coming up, festivals, uh, it's going to take years for New Orleans. And New Orleans isn't even finished recovering from Katrina. And now this has happened and it was avoidable. None of this was yeah. necessary. And I'll exactly. say it wasn't necessary. I worked in a hospital in New Orleans for eight and a half years and in healthcare mm -hmm. IT for another 10 years. This is mm -hmm. ridiculous. There's another agenda going on here. Hospitals should be ashamed of themselves for allowing themselves to be used in this way. Uh, we have like, oh, but they're heroes. They're the heroes. Okay. Which we and the ones that are working all of the hours. I'm not disagreeing hours. with right. that. But but the the ones, fact that we're bolstering everyone that works in on the front lines as being heroes. Again, I appreciate everyone for their jobs that they're doing in the healthcare industry. But to mm -hmm. say that you know they're you know Superman or something is it just feels like a pat on the back, and that's what they're looking for, and that's what they need. But. Yeah. But I bet it's uh, not them saying it because the doctor, no, that's what I'm, that's what it's all the commercials and everything. Right. Mainly doing. the nurses that I've known right. through the years, they that's that's they would say, "Hey, that's my job." That's yeah, why exactly. Place, right? You know, it's like you know, okay, so we have a couple of hard months, but hey, we're saving patients. That's why we became. We, that's why we entered healthcare. It's um, mm -hmm. it's crazy. And if you have a hospital that's got 250 beds, right? Because hospitals are licensed for numbers of beds. They might only have like 125 beds going at any time. But if you have a big epidemic of people coming in, you open up all the beds. You bring in all of your healthcare workers. You can even bring in non-healthcare workers if you need to mm -hmm. uh, to help in a case of an emergency. But to shut the entire healthcare system down. I mean, that's part of the surreal nature of this. This is just crazy. It's crazy and it's inappropriate and we should never allow this to happen again, ever. I can't yeah, agree And, uh, you know, along with Governor Edwards, a lot of the governors outside of Louisiana around the country have overstepped to a great extent. And um, a lot of protests have come up and uh, you're going to have one tomorrow, a rally uh, protest at the state Capitol in Baton Rouge at 12 noon. And uh, so tell us about that. What can we expect tomorrow? Now, first of all, though, this isn't the first one. This is actually the third one, but the, the first two were quite smaller. Well, this is the fourth one. Uh, fourth one. Protests at the in Baton Rouge. Um, I was involved in three of them. Um, the first one had about 20 people on foot. And then we have a driving contingent that drives past. And actually, it's not at the Capitol this time. It's at the governor's mansion. Uh, in the past, okay. we would meet at the Capitol and then do a little march with chanting and stuff down to the governor's mansion. There's a field directly across the street from the mansion, which is like the most beautiful place to stage a protest rally. <laughs> right. So. Nice. Uh, so. Yeah. Tomorrow, because we expect a lot more people, um, uh, we're just going to meet straight at the um, at the mansion, and we're also going to have that second component, which is the driving um, the driving rally. So they're going to meet at twelve o'clock as well um, along River Road. They have a long, skinny parking lot that's not far from the Capitol. It's between River Road and the river, and so they mm -hmm. stage the caravan there. 
And then at about 12.15, they're going to take off. Hopefully people will have their American flags and signs and things like that, um, which, of course, the concept is reopen Louisiana. Um, and for the representatives to sign the petition, that's what we mm -hmm. really want, sign the petition. And, um, and so they will drive, they'll make a big loop past the governor's mansion, then they'll go around the Department of Transportation building and come back around, and they'll just keep doing that till 1.30. Um, tomorrow, we have a slate of speakers um, okay. starting at 12.30. And the big difference in tomorrow's rally, whereas the other rallies was more like the Patriot groups um, uh, rallying, uh, protesting, uh, this past Monday, the church groups had a much bigger protest, um, and it was very excellent, and I'm so proud of them and so grateful that they did that. And so tomorrow is going to be us and them, everybody together. Wow. And so uh, so mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see, and I'm interested to hear the speakers. And, um, and yeah. so we'll also have a petition for people to sign to ask the representatives to sign their petition. So we'll have a petition to, to push them to sign their petition. And then mm -hmm. also, I am not an attorney, but I'm starting the wheels going for a class action lawsuit against the state of Louisiana with injunctions in it to stop this from ever happening again. Because there's wow. two ways it can be done. One way is with a lawsuit, uh, and the other way is through legislative action. Like they did. Do you remember in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, they they confiscated guns from mm -hmm. residents? You remember those stories? Yeah, I do. It was very shocking, very shameful for that to have happened. Um, well, the legislature enacted a law that said that will never happen again, even though there shouldn't be a law. There's no need for a law because that should have never happened. But they specifically made a law so that it won't happen. And the legislature can do that for us again that can say never quarantine healthy people and close businesses, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or we can file a class action lawsuit and, um, mm -hmm. and do it that way. The lawsuit will not be for money except to cover like legal expenses. It will be for action. So mm -hmm. that's what we want to do. So they'll be able to uh, check a box yeah. on, the, um, on the sign up form yeah. to say, yeah, they might like to be a plaintiff or get more information about it. So well, who, who um, are some of the speakers that you expect tomorrow? Do you know? I actually don't know. I don't have a list at all yet, uh, but I know oh, okay. it's going to be multiple representatives. It's probably going to be some politicians and it's probably going to be some church speakers. Um, yeah. But, um, Do you know, uh, what churches uh, are involved? Do you know that? The one I know of is the Life Tabernacle Church, which is the one with Pastor Spell, the one that's been arrested and been harassed and everything. Um, his church is involved, as far as I know. And, uh, and I know for sure that Danny McCormick, the representative from Cato Parish, I'm pretty sure he's going to speak. He's the only one that I have any kind of a feeling like he will definitely speak. Uh, he gave a phenomenal speech um, last Saturday. Uh, very, very good speech. And so um, I hope I do hope he speaks again. Yeah. So you so you're expecting more people at this rally than the previous because yeah. uh, are you expecting people from around the state? not just the Baton Rouge, New Orleans area? Well, I, that I don't know. Um, we we'll have to wait and see, I guess, tomorrow, right? To everyone. Um, yeah. And, and I'm sure that everybody within an hour's driving distance, you know, will try to make it. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, like I said, I'm from Kenner. I hope we'll get some people from New Orleans. Uh, they should, New Orleans should definitely be there, provided their mm -hmm. mayor lets them out. 
Who knows? Ooh. I mean, with checkpoints, although those have now been shut down, which I'm glad of, totally mm -hmm. unconstitutional. Um, yeah. One of the things that, if I can read this to you, it says, uh, mm -hmm. one of the funny things they posted on Facebook, someone posted, uh, oh, look, there's a virus. Quick, let's burn the Bill of Rights. Mm. <laughs> right? Quick, I tell you what, that's, yeah. one, that's one positive with this uh, ep epidemic is the um, all the memes and all the, all the digital humor that's come out of it. Gallows all right, so... Um, so the rally tomorrow at noon, if you uh, if you can, everybody's invited to come out, show your support. Um, you want to meet before noon, though, right? In front uh, noon, of the, at the governor's noon, mansion. Noon is the time we need everybody to show up at noon, whether you're going to be on foot at the governor's mansion or if you're going to be in your car in that parking lot along the river. Yeah, and it should last for about an hour and a half or so. Correct. Yeah. All right. Hopefully you'll have a big crowd out there. I'm sorry. Bring your American flag. You know, yeah, what's off? Well, yeah, yeah, all right, sounds good. Well, um, we're gonna try to get Vic out there. Vic, uh, we have to get Vic a, a bullhorn so he can, you know, maybe say a few words tomorrow. What do you think? They will probably be some. I think, he, I think he'll probably be there. I know he said yeah. that we wanted to try to go do it, so maybe, maybe we'll be in attendance. We'll find out. Excellent. I know he might be working right like today. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a good thing, Same. though. You might observe the same. All right, Connie. All right. Well, keep fighting the fight and uh, keep us up to date. Uh, if you want to uh, join Connie on uh, our Facebook uh, group, it's uh, Reopen LA. Yes. The name of the group. Yes. And Constitution yeah. Boot Camp, is that, a, is that like something you have a Facebook page for or anything? Yes. And it's not okay. Constitutional Boot Camp. It's Constitution. And may yeah. I say one more thing? Can I, can I tell sure. you? that have kind of been the organizers, I want to give them a shout out. Okay, sure. so reopen LA. Um, then we have Health Freedom Louisiana, uh, the Women's Republican Club of New Orleans, um, mm -hmm. Jeff Cruer uh, with Ringside Politics, and um, and then Constitution Boot Camp. Yeah. These are kind of all like, and, then, and of course, Danny McCormick, so they have been phenomenal with this. Yeah. Hopefully some of the media, local media, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, um, Alexandria, Lafayette, they come out and cover this tomorrow. We'll see how that turns out. That'd be nice. We had one station that came out um, the previous mm -hmm. Saturday, and they did a nice little piece. I was impressed with that. And we, good, yeah. we had an, um, an article in a newspaper, uh, which was a decent piece also. And I have a background in the Tea Party. I've been a Tea Partier for the last 12 years. And I can tell mm -hmm. you this, when the media wants to black you out, Nobody hears about what you're doing, which is so unfair because yeah. other Louisianians need to know that this that other people feel the same way as they feel. That we're frustrated, mm -hmm. we're angry. Um, you know, they need to know that, and uh, that they're not alone. And so, the only way to do that is to go show up, right? And be seen and be heard. I appreciate that. Yep. Yes. So come out tomorrow. Show your support for sure. All right, Connie Zimmerman, thanks for joining us today. Lots of information. So be sure to share this with your friends on Facebook and wherever, because this will be up on our Facebook page all over the road, New Orleans. And uh, you can be able to view it until uh, whenever, I suppose, right? The internet lasts forever. From uh, Representative Nelson prior to uh, Connie being on, and also Connie, a lot of information on what's going on in uh, Louisiana and the USA right now, things that people need to know.
Thanks again, Connie. Thank you very much for this chance to talk about it. I appreciate it. All you right. Great. We'll talk to you later. See you tomorrow. All right. There you go, Nick. Vic said we couldn't do a show without him. We missed him. We did miss him, though. We did. Yeah, I got to say, it's not the same without Vic. I thought he would just come in and just jump in at any point. I thought he trolled the comment section. Nothing. He didn't even want to watch his own show today. He didn't even want to watch it. Well, we did have a lot of we good had information great guests and a lot of great information. Absolutely. This was probably yeah. one of the most informative shows that we've ever done. And I thought it was great. It was great to hear, you know, mm-hmm. that people are like-minded with us. You know, we're not the only people thinking yeah. these things. And like, you know, we've, we've all talked about the only way to, to be heard is to, to show up and voice your voice, your opinion. Absolutely. All right. Be sure to share the show with your friends after it's posted, which will be just momentarily. And, uh, I guess I don't even know if we're going to have a show live tomorrow or not. Saturday, we'll have to see what the boss says. Uh, you want to see if Dan Schneider's there? And, and if you want to check in with him, I don't know. He's still. Dan, are you there? <laughs> I still can't unmute him. I sent him a text message too. He said he wanted to be on. He said he had a question, but maybe we'll so check in with Dan Schneider sometime oh, well. soon. Um, well, so two times you're out, Danny. Danny, the pharmacist. All right. Anyways. I guess we'll sign it off today. Yeah. Yeah, man. See you next time. Wash your hands. Thanks for watching. Thanks. Yeah. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Stay in that house, I guess. All right. Take us out with some music. Vic says it was a good show. This one's for Vic. Oh, he is watching. Hey, hey, buddy. (laughs) Never missed him. I don't know about that. Vic is the best looking. I don't know. He's the best looking. Who's that? That's not Vic's picture. Whose picture is that?